Welcome to episode 16 of Your Hearth at Home. My name is Tara and I am so grateful that you are here. Today is the release of our first official live recorded episode. If you are not already in the From the Hearth Collective on Facebook, please take a moment to pause this episode now. Head to Facebook and search From the Hearth Collective, or you can find the link in the show notes and join us. We talk about all things wellness, and you can participate in these podcast interviews live. Today's episode features Maname, an embodied temple keeper based in Bali. This is a very intriguing role. Stay tuned to hear about what she does with her time. I hope that you enjoy. Welcome back to your hearth at home. My name is Tara. I am so grateful that you are here. And today I am so excited to be sharing space with Mana May. She is a classically trained ballet dancer, a modern dancer. She's been training technically in dance for 28 years and brings along 10 years of experience exploring personal embodied dance and expressive movement. And having experienced her magic myself, I am so very grateful, Mana, to welcome you into this space. Thank you for being here. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. And I also do want to welcome everyone who's joining us live on the From the Hearth Collective Facebook group. If you are jumping on, when you do, please say hello and please put any questions for Mana in the comments because I'll be tuning in and, and taking a peek and we can answer your questions live. So this is a really exciting opportunity. So um, Mana, I'd just love to start, you know, it's always really beautiful to hear the context of of how you've come to where you are today with all of this amazing um, experience that you've had. Um, So as far back as you'd like to go, um, (laughs) we'd love to just, you know, hear about Okay, cool. Um, yeah, for anyone that's like watched me tell this, tell my story before, it's, it can be, it can get quite interwoven. So we'll see where it wants to go today. Um, <laughs> yeah, so as, as Tara said, I've, um, I started dancing when I was three years old. And dance has been my entire life. Like I identify with being a dancer into like every fiber of my being. And so I trained in classical ballet growing up, like six days a week, three hours a day. That was, that was my whole life. Um, and then um, went to university for dance, studied modern dance, choreography, somatic movements. Um, and then out of university, I started dancing professionally with different modern dance companies in California. So that's kind of like the technical side of it. Um, and The other side of it is what I've been exploring now in the last 10 years, which is the expressive dance and the embodied movement. And this came when I was about 20 in the form of me starting to go to music festivals. And um, yeah, I'm the first festival I went to, I had, I'd never been to a music festival before. I had no idea what they were. And I walked into this space and it was just like people going crazy and like just dancing so wild and free. And I just had this moment where I was like, 
oh my god this is like a thing <laughs> this exists because i had always felt that you know technical dance is is very beautiful and it builds a really high level of body intelligence and kinesthetic awareness and alignment but what it doesn't really nurture especially in the ballet world is that deep connection to the energy body and the emotional body because for the most part when you're performing ballet like the point of ballet is grace and beauty and um, eliciting this sense of lightness and so there's not a lot of room for like kind of like the other stuff the wild stuff the raw stuff the the emotions um and so through my years of being connected to dance and and really being only in it from this place of aesthetics and beauty and how it looks um yeah there was there's a disconnection from from my emotions and so i got to these music festivals and i was like holy shit this is insane <laughs> like these people are going so crazy and so wild and it's like dancing in a way that i could feel that my soul really wanted to right it's just like letting it go and surrendering and breathing and just allowing the body to move as freely as possible and of course using my like ex like my vast physical capacity and like using all of it and this is something that i had just never seen or like known about and it's that kind of thing where it's like if you don't know it exists, then you don't know that that's possible, that that possibility is there. And up until that point, I didn't know that that existed. And then all of a sudden it's like, I got a little peek like through this magical little door. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it's like, you just can't close it again after that. It's like, wow, I want that. And so from that point, I just went on this really deep dive into being like, how, how can I do that? How can I feel the amount of um, aliveness that I saw in these people that were just really expressing freely and moving their body and, and dancing in a way that looked like it just like felt so fucking good. <laughs> and so that started my, my journey of just being like, how do I get that? How do I get there? And so where that took me was ecstatic dance. And um, ecstatic dance, if you've never heard of ecstatic dance, it's basically a space that is dedicated to free expression through dance and movement. And so it's a space where people come for two to three hours and they just get to dive into their own dance. There's a DJ playing, there's no talking allowed, there's no phones allowed, there's no shoes allowed. And you basically just get to find Find out how your body wants to move when you're not being told how to move, when you're not being told how to dance, when there's no rules on, yeah, like what is good and what is bad and what is pretty and what is ugly. And so ecstatic dance became my, my cauldron of exploration of how to forge this connection between my soul and my dance. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's like it was my soul that kind of got turned on in that moment when I realized that there's so much more possible through dance, that dance can be an avenue for becoming more liberated. And for me, it was about coming out of 
what's called the frozen feminine. The frozen feminine is when we have those moments where we feel like we can't express what we need to express. When we, for me, it really was this, this like numbing, this lockdown where I get to this place is where I, I just couldn't, like I couldn't move, my, my body would freeze. I, I couldn't express myself through words. And this happened quite often when I was younger. And so I was kind of living in this, um, like this place like this, where it's like, okay, I could feel like happy and I could feel like sad, but it was pretty like, just like a bit flat, <laughs> a bit flat line. And what it felt like is what a lot of people experience is just, there's a subtle level of, of numbness and the subtle level of just being not fully connected with your spirit, with yourself, with your body. You can't feel in the full range of emotions. You can feel a little bit happy and a little bit sad, but in general, it's kind of like, whew. so that's where I spent most of my life and seeing this little glimpse into um, this other way, this way that was really wild and raw and, and fully expressed, that was what my soul really wanted. It was like, oh, I want to feel, I want to feel more and I want to feel it all. I want to feel like ecstatic orgasmic bliss. And I want to be able to feel safe, to feel pain and rage. I'd never felt anger before. I'd never felt rage. And it's like, I wanted to have all of that intensity. And so ecstatic dance became this cauldron where I got to start playing with how I could use my immense amount of knowledge in dance and, and movement to reconnect me with myself. And so this was years and years and years of me showing up to ecstatic dance, like dropping into these five hour practices twice a week and just like seeing, seeing where it would go, seeing what that connection was between dance and emotion. And this came at a point in my life where I was experiencing a lot of intensity in my relationship and in what was going on in that point in my life and in my 20s. Um, and so it really became like my, my safe haven where I could feel safe to be with myself and feel held in my dance and feel held in my emotions. And slowly, slowly, slowly feel more comfortable in feeling more of, of the emotions that we tend to think of as negative, right? There's certain emotions that, that we're not supposed to feel. We're not supposed to feel angry and we're not supposed to feel sad. And, and those, especially as, as women, for the women watching, I work mostly with women, so I will speak to women quite a bit. Um, there's sort of this container that we're supposed to keep that is a bit like the ballet the ballerina right graceful and put together and always with a smile on her face and just very pleasant and um and this was the role that I was that I was playing a lot and so through the dance through kind of welcoming more what we also get to welcome is the okayness, the beauty, the pleasure in feeling everything and starting to connect with anger and rage and feeling the pleasure in those, those emotions because the suffering 
that we experience actually doesn't come from the energy. It doesn't come from the vibration. What it comes from is the suppression of that. So if I am feeling really like enraged about something, but I'm not allowing myself to actually feel it, then it starts to, it gets stuck in the body and it can turn into sickness and it can create that numbness. And so that's what creates the suffering. But if I was starting to feel that rage and I just, I let it move through the body and I screamed and I thrashed around and I shook my body, then I really allow that energy to move through. And then I can actually connect to pleasure through that. The pleasure of the heat and the vibrations and the buzzing and the intensity rather than stuffing it down, which is what so many of us are, are taught to do, to stuff those things down. And like I said, when we stuff these things down, this is what creates the sickness in the body, the sickness in the mind, the disconnection from yourself. Um, I'm trying to stay on track. <laughs> my, my day a good job. <laughs> Beautiful. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> so, so yeah, so this is, this is what I'm getting to is that dance became my my safe haven to explore emotions and and it really worked <laughs> like this was i mean and this is like i'm getting to why i do everything i do today is because i have had the personal transformation the personal experience of how we can use intentional dance and movement to heal and expand and feel more and become more liberated versions of ourselves because this is what we all want. We want to be able to be fully expressed. We don't want to feel frozen. We don't want to feel numb. We want to be able to really absorb the pleasure of everything around us and to call in abundance and to manifest. And all of that abundance that we desire and we deserve is just waiting for us. And the only thing that's blocking us from receiving it is ourselves is the own blocks within our body and within our being and those blocks are this depression it's the numbing it's the um yeah it's that feeling of unworthiness and so as soon as we can unblock the body and dance is beautiful because it works at all the different levels it works at the physical body actually unblocking the physical body loosening the muscles like reconnecting with the joint stretching the body and then it also works at the energy level of teaching you how to cycle energy through the body to breathe with, breathe with it to allow it to expand out through all of the channels and so we work at these different levels to unblock the body open the channel so that we can receive open to receiving the abundance that life has to offer us and this was what i experienced as soon as i began diving into this process of opening and surrendering and softening and allowing the emotions to flow through and expressing myself life just started rewarding me and gifting me with the abundance that I that had always been waiting for me and so this is a tool for everyone this is a tool for everyone who is ready to receive more abundance to feel more worthy to feel deeply connected <laughs> my kitty's here like, so, sweet. so yeah. sweet it's like what do you do 
Um, and so this is this is how I've got to what I what I do today. So once I started diving into the embodied dance, the ecstatic dance, and being like, holy shit, this really works. Like I want everyone to experience this because I know there's so many other people that are in the same place as me. Um, I just wanted to share it. And so I just started sharing it in whatever way I, I could. I started holding like small women's groups, small women's dance circles. And I had no formal training in facilitation. I had no formal training in, um, you know, facilitating women's work or facilitating embodied dance. Like everything I was teaching was just coming from my personal experience. Of course, I have these 28 years of the technical knowledge and the understanding of the body and, and somatic movement. Mm -hmm. And so I just found how I could use that as a foundation mm -hmm. to create a space where people, specifically women, could find this connection to their soul and their spirit. And so the information that I had, the knowledge that I did have that was mine became that container. Um, and, and yeah, so that's, that's how it's happened. And, and the way I kind of work is it's just like, if I have an idea, I just try it. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's shit. And sometimes it doesn't work so well. And sometimes it's amazing. <laughs> and then it's like, I just keep learning and growing and growing. And this is also how I've continued to grow and expand in myself as a woman, as a human being, and also as a space holder. And this is something that I really feel strongly about is that I'm not, I'm not here to teach anyone anything. I'm here to create a space for you to find that inside yourself, find the teacher inside of yourself, because we all have the knowledge, we already have that inside of ourselves, everything we need. But we what a lot of people don't have is they don't have a safe space where they feel held to actually go into those layers. And they also maybe don't have the tools to go into it. So what I provide is I provide tools, which is the dance, which is what I'm guiding with my words and my voice and what I'm asking you to do with your body. Those are the tools. And then the other thing I provide is the space. This is a safe space for you to really be in your authenticity you're held you're supported by your sisters you're supported by your community and we're holding each other in the space which is exactly what ecstatic dance was for me it was that safe container mm -hmm. and within ecstatic dance no one's telling you to do anything and so that space made me really realize that the most important thing is the space is to feel safe in your space to explore and then you just do the work yourself. No one has to even, there's no one that's going to heal you. <laughs> there's no one that's going to fix you. We are all our own gurus. We just need to feel safe to tune into that power inside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about just empowering people, empowering other women to tune into their own power <laughs> as their own healer. Um, and yeah, and so that's that's what I do now. And now with this very crazy, unpredictable shift in humanity, my work has gone online. I used to only do live events, workshops, retreats, that sort of thing, all around embodiment and, and women's work and dance. And now um, 
I'm doing a lot of work online, which has been a very interesting transition for me because before I was like, it doesn't work. I can't do it. I can't teach people how to dance online. I can't create safety online. And that um, false belief has just been blown out of the water. And it's been so amazing to have this time where we really get to connect with each other on a global scale to reach people that wouldn't be able to fly to Bali and come to my retreat and to really see that that we can that we can create safety in the digital field that all of us even all of us on this call right now or everyone who's going to watch this replay we are creating a container together we are we have a common intention that we're holding right now we have a common focus that we're holding, which is this call and what I'm saying. And so just that is connecting us all in a global scale and creating this web of, of energy. And so what I've learned through the last few months is how much power we have in, in coming together in this way and having clear intentions and weaving this web around the planet we're each in like different little pockets of the world like Tara you and I are like on literally like opposite ends of the world right now and yet we're creating this like triangulated pillar of of light that is sending out the intentions of this call and this this moment and um so yeah it's been really beautiful to experience that and of course I love being with people and like sweating with people and feeling bodies um but like it's surrendering it's surrendering to what's present and what's alive and and what we're being called forward to do right now so in this last period yeah what's coming up for me more is just again how can we empower each other to step up as leaders in our own lives because we're all leaders we are we're all leaders of our own lives obviously we're making choices and and every moment, every breath, every movement, every word is prophesizing what we want to happen around us. And so really helping to empower each other to step up as leaders in our lives, to be an inspiration, to be these pillars of light. And again, every person on this call or listening to this has that capacity right now to just beam out an intention, a prayer, and step up as a new earth leader, because this is what's happening. We're in this, we're in the goo period. So it's like there's a caterpillar that goes into the cocoon. We've like gone into the cocoon and then it like turns into goo and then it like comes out as a butterfly. So right now we're like, we're in that goo phase. It's like chaotic and it like hurts and like my heart has like I've cried so much in the last few days, just like so much pain and unraveling and shifting and gooing so that we can rebirth into, into the new earth and step up as, as leaders in the, in the new earth. Um, so yeah, that's that, <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. And it's just, it's, it's, it's mesmerizing, right? To, to listen to the impact and to see, feel the impact that this has had on your, on your path. Mm -hmm. 
please pardon the interruption in this wonderful podcast episode. I'd like to take a moment to share with you the opportunity to be in community and supported in your at-home practice of self-love. I invite you to join the Sacred Circle Collective. This is a group of like-hearted people who gather at each quarter moon to complete a practice, whether that be meditation, movement, breathwork, or any of the other fun stuff that we get up to in the space. This collective is about setting aside one hour each week to invest in yourself. If you are listening to this podcast episode, then I believe that you are conscious, curious, and open to practicing self-love. Click the link in the show notes for further information and to claim your first month free. That's all replays, four live practices, and the chance to be in this community at no charge with no obligation. I am so grateful and excited to share this space with you, and I can't wait to see you in there. And now, back to the podcast. And so I'm curious, and I'm sure others are too, and please, as um, if, you're, uh, if you have a question, please share it in the comments so that we can talk about it live. Um, I'm curious, so when you were describing feeling anger and, and, and how you can eventually glean actual pleasure out of that, as you were describing it, in my body, I felt a contraction, like that was, I had a fear response when you described really feeling the feelings um, on such a visceral level. And so I'm curious what you would recommend, you know, at, like just as someone who is starting and, and just who's afraid of, of feeling that much. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it comes back to feeling safe because the reason we feel contraction is because we don't feel safe, right? It's like, we're trying to protect ourselves from something that is, we just don't know we don't know what's going to happen when we really allow ourselves to feel feel anger or feel the intensity of, of sadness because no one's ever taught us how to do that you know it's like no one's ever taught us how to how to for the most part maybe some people have and that's amazing but i was never taught how to like like safely express emotions and so there is that feeling like oh i don't want to feel that it's like it scares me um, and so there's that contraction. So the first thing we have to do is, of course, we have to somehow find that safety of just like being like, okay, like I, I'm aware that I have this fear rising up. And it's like the awareness, the awareness is the first step. Oh, I'm aware that there's a contraction because for you, you have that, right? It's like you had the awareness of being like, oh, wow, I feel a contraction. But there's a lot of people that wouldn't even be able to recognize that, right? It's like they're just totally in their experience and they have no reference point. So the first step is just having that awareness. There's a contraction. Mm. Um, and then it's like we have to release that contraction because what that retraction, contraction is blocking is the actual capacity to feel. And so the way I start all, and maybe we can do a little bit of this in a moment, I'll, I'll guide like this beginning part the first thing I always do is have people relax as much as possible 
And this usually looks like lying down on the floor and just literally just relaxing the body. And it's so interesting, like when I when I start a workshop and I have everyone lie down and I tell everyone to like just lie down, it's amazing how much fidgeting there is. Like people want to like hold their legs up, they want to keep moving around. It's like people just don't want to be still because in that stillness is where everything births. And so we part of us wanting to avoid feeling is distracting ourselves by fidgeting and moving and you know looking at our phones and and not wanting to actually just arrive so arriving fully allowing yourself to arrive is probably the most challenging part because that's the part we really want to avoid and so the very first thing we need to do is we need to learn how to arrive and actually relax and bring the body to stillness before any movement happens we have to bring the body to stillness and so even if you're not lying down even if you're just sitting so for example tara if you're sitting here and you you start to feel this contraction it's actually trying to go inside of that contraction so it would be closing your eyes bringing yourself to stillness and actually like focusing more on that contraction what is that contraction what does it feel like it's a squeezing for me when I think about it it feels like this sort of like like this um squeezing around my heart like kind of wanting to put this berry around my heart and so how can I actually breathe into that contraction be like okay unravel it okay it's a squeezing I'm going inside of it I'm breathing into it I'm imagining that that space is expanding and filling up and like bringing the space through the edges of the contraction actually going inside of it and as you go inside of it relaxing the body relaxing all the muscles in the face relaxing in the heart softening the belly and just scanning through the body and seeing how much you can relax right now and what you'll find is that you have <clears throat> these subtle holding patterns, which we all do, right? It's like we all tend to squeeze, a lot of people squeeze in the neck and so you get a lot of neck pain. For women, we hold a lot in our pelvis. So there's this sort of like squeezing in the pelvis and the womb area. And so it's just finding these places where we're holding this tension. It's like, we're trying to like hold ourselves together. <laughs> it's like, I gotta hold myself together so I don't just like fall apart into the goo. <laughs> But it's like that holding is what's blocking us from being able to actually feel and expand and release. And so it's finding where we're holding, just becoming aware and just really trying to relax and breathe and, and soften into those areas. Mm -hmm. And so then once we can actually start to soften and allow that contraction to, to dissipate. And again, this only works if you feel safe to do it. And the safety, the safety is an interesting thing because the safety can partially be created for you. Like if I'm here holding space for you, then that creates safety. But the safety also comes from within yourself. So it's like, you have to feel safe. I have to be like, I can, I can handle it. Whatever I'm gonna feel, I can handle it. It's like, I know I'm not gonna fall apart. I know I'm not gonna die. I'm, I'm like, I can handle whatever's gonna move through me. And so, once you feel that safety and you can allow yourself to soften the body, relax, release, allow that contraction to start melting away, then you give the space for what really needs to come through to come through. Mm -hmm. 
and you'll start to feel the body waking up again. <clears throat> and then the other part is detaching the energy that's going to move through at that point from labels. So I don't even need to call it anger, right? Because what are emotions? It's energy in motion. Any emotion is just a collection of sensations and vibrations in the body that we've labeled based on past experiences and what, have, what we've been taught and, and that sort of thing. So if I really unravel anger, what does that feel like sensationally in my body? It feels like a heat. It feels like um, a tightness in the throat or like a tightness in the chest or like whatever it is, right? It's going to be different for all of us. But what we can do is we can start unraveling the emotion, removing the label and just feeling it as vibration, as sensation, mm -hmm. as a buzzing, as a heat. And um, when we can get to that purity of sensation, then it's not so scary, right? <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I just feel a tightness in my throat. So let me just like feel that more, feel it more, and then see, breathe with it and see where it wants to move through the body. And so we can start unraveling the sort of scariness of, of these emotions and just allowing them to be vibration, just like bliss, just like happiness. It's like all of these are just collections of vibration. And the interesting thing is, so say you take nervousness or anxiety, that's a, that's a very like powerful vibration in the body. It's like even a lot of people like it'll cause shaking, actual shaking in the body or like the butterflies and the tightness. And at the same time, nervousness is almost the exact same sensational experience as excitement, right? It's that vibrating, it's that like tightness, it's that anticipation but we're labeling it either as nervousness or excitement based on what's happening in the external world, what's happening around us. But if we can just remove all of that and just feel it for what it is, then we can welcome it. We can welcome nervousness and anxiety just the same way we would welcome excitement and allow that vibration to actually just move us and shake us more and allow it to release through the body how it wants to. Um, and so this is something that can help people feel more safe to feel is by being able to just like take all the labels off. There's no good, there's no bad, there's no negative, there's positive or positive. It's just, it's just sensation and we can handle that. The body, this is what it's built to do. It's built to feel. It's built to have all these different experiences at all these different layers. And so if we can really just allow the mind to let go of those ideas, then we can just allow the body to do what it needs to do to feel the heat, to move the vibrations, to breathe, to sound, to cry, to scream. All of these are just ways of releasing this energy, crying, screaming, burping, yawning, shaking. These are just the tools that our body uses to allow energy to move through. And again, a lot of these things are things that we've taught are not so polite, like burping, and yawning, and like coughing. It's like we're taught to kind of like hide these things. And again, this is another way that we've been programmed to think that our emotions our energy is is bad and we don't allow it to fully express through if anyone has ever had any sort of healing session with like a, a reiki healer or you know any sort of healer 
a lot of times during these sessions, they'll be burping a lot. <laughs> I remember the first time I experienced this with an energy healer. She was just like burping the whole time. And I was just like, what is going on? But this is quite common because as she's working with my energy and kind of like manipulating my energy, she's taking that energy into herself and then she needs to release it out because she doesn't want that inside of herself. And so when they're burping, it's them continuing to move that energy that they're like pulling through both of us through them. And so this comes up a lot in my work. Women are like, I feel nauseated. I feel like I need a purge. I'm yawning a lot. I'm like, great. Like you're doing a fantastic job. This is, this is it. You're moving energy. The energy wants to come out and it's going to come out in all different ways. It's going to come out and screaming and crying and, and laughing and cry laughing. And it's like, you just, we just let it, we got to let it do its thing. And um, yeah, just let go of the ideas of something being right or wrong or pretty or ugly and just allowing the body to really do what it needs to do. And of course, this takes time, right? It's like, for a lot of people, even the first step of relaxing the body is going to be a process, <clears throat> a letting go process. Because this is what we're doing. We're surrendering. We're letting go. We're, we're not holding. And that already can be really scary. And so each of the things I'm describing in this sort of like step-by-step -step process is going to be its own process, depending on where you are in your work. And it might be a while before you can get to the point of just like what I do now, which is like most people would think I was crazy if they saw me like going through a process which is just like fucking unleashing whatever that means in whatever direction just like without restriction so for someone to get from point a to point z like this is the kind of cooing process and i always i always like to give this energy behind it's the cooing it's like okay come on you can do it just like like relax a little bit more just open it. it's like that really gentle just cooing of ourselves to arrive and surrender and trust and feel safe and once we can set that foundation of just like really feeling safe and trusting then all of this other unfolding can happen eventually <clears throat> but even for me when I started going to ecstatic dance and started started this cooing process it took a while like it's taken years for me to get to where I am today which I would say is like I'd say I'm at like 95 percent of being able to just like express whatever's moving through me but it's taken me you know about 10 years to get to that point of being like feeling really safe and held in myself to do it so um yeah it's a process and, and again this is why I do the work I do of like just helping people kind of lean into whatever phase of this process they're in if they're at the very beginning and they just need to like learn how to become present or if they're like ready to just like get naked and with me around a fire and just like cover it and it's all perfect it's all perfect wherever you are in the process is absolutely perfect it's like just having the awareness and the willingness to show up not that's at the core just like being devoted to yourself being devoted to showing up for yourself and having that passion and that desire to to do the work to liberate yourself and when i say do the work like it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be hard necessarily right it's like 
like I said, it's like, it's a cooing process. And actually the work is just relaxing more mm -hmm. and giving yourself more space and being more present. That is like the foundation of, of the work. It's just like, how can I show up more for myself in this moment, in my authenticity? and just like open and relax so that whatever needs to come through will just happen happen naturally. It's like the healing, the transformation, it wants to happen. Just like the plants, they want to grow. It's like, you don't have to be like, okay, plant, like, come on. I'm, like, I'm gonna like help pull you out of the ground. No, it's like, it wants to do it. You don't have, all you have to do is give it space and, and nourishment to do so. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh we're all just little plants <laughs> oh that's beautiful thank you i'm just gonna quickly see if anyone's got any questions i know that um tamara was wondering about movement for anxiety which i think is something you may have already spoken to a wee bit um about you know perhaps not labeling it necessarily as anxiety and then just those beginning phases of of dropping into the present moment and actually relaxing is there anything else that you might feel called to share around anxiety in particular sure yeah um for me if i want to yeah if i'm feeling anxiety and i i want to transform it first of all there's this thing where it's like we 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 also need to, like, she might not like this, <laughs> what I'm about to say. We also need to release the attachment to making anything go away. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I'm feeling anxiety, I'm like, just like, I just, like, I just want it to go away. It's not okay. I don't want to feel it. I want it out. Then there's this level of non-acceptance that's happening. And at the core of everything is like, I want to accept every part of myself. I want to accept the like scared little girl that just wants to be loved. I want to accept that like angry bitch who just like hates everyone. <laughs> it's like, I want to accept every part of myself as beautiful and as part of my wholeness and as part of my power. And so that part of me that's experiencing anxiety, that also is a super important part of myself that's here to teach me something all of these parts of ourselves are here to teach us something so we can also and this gets into a little bit of the mind body connection of doing the mind work as well which is reprogramming our thoughts around anxiety instead of being like oh i don't want to feel this it's terrible i shouldn't have it it's like what is this here to teach me so like if i'm feeling anxiety again for me anxiety is related to excitement like there's something that feels uncertain maybe there's like an unknown. And right now this is happening for a lot of people. There's so much uncertainty in the world. We have no idea what's gonna happen. And so anxiety is something that's really present in the collective field. If, you, if you're if you someone that can tune into the collective field, it's like, we feel this. There's this buzzing of just being like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't know. And so we can kind of lean into that anxiety, that, that uncertainty and, and just ask what it's there to teach us and for everyone it's going to be different right and for me uncertainty is something that comes up a lot in my life because I've chosen a life path that is incredibly uncertain like I just have no idea what I'm going to be doing next week or a year from now or five years from now because I've chosen 
to lead my life in a way that's like just surrendering to the unfolding and listening to intuition and impulses. I don't have like a five-year plan. It's just like whatever I'm being led to in this moment. And so uncertainty is something that I've had to become really comfortable with. And yet it's still really scary. And so anxiety can be a teacher about how to surrender to that uncertainty and tune into actually the beauty of infinite possibilities and to detach ourselves from what we thought was going to happen. Because a lot of anxiety is like, oh, I want this thing to happen a certain way. I want to get this job. I don't want to lose that job. I don't want to lose this relationship. I want something to like, I have an expectation that I'm attached to. And so the anxiety comes from like being uncertain of whether or not you're actually going to receive that. And so this is also a lesson in like, okay, well, how can I actually just release attachment to that and be like, I don't know, there's actually infinite possibilities of what could happen. I mean, if I, if you had asked me like seven years ago, what I would be doing with my life is like, there's no way that like what is happening in my life would have been in the realm of what my mind could perceive and understand. And this is true for all of us. There are literally infinite possibilities of where life can take us. And it's limiting to stay attached to any idea of what we think we want or where we think we want to be or what we think we want to be doing. We're limiting ourselves to, to that vastness of infinite possibilities. So that's kind of that, that first step of like just rewiring the mind. It's like, what is the anxiety here to teach me? What's underneath that feeling? What's underneath those thoughts? What is like, what is the more core thing that's happening? And then as far as processing it through your body, again, there's like, I kind of see like it in two ways. There's the, um, the path of relaxing and releasing and, and, kind of giving space for that emotion and releasing the contraction around it. And so that would be laying down on the floor and just like, actually just allowing yourself to feel it more, feel the vibrations more, breathe with it, allow it to come out of sound and just like allow the body to shake and vibrate mm -hmm. while staying out of the mind. So just being in the vibration of anxiety. What is that? How can you just let your body be over by it? Um, and that kind of leads to the second part, which for me would be allowing the vibration to actually happen and actually like pulling that vibration through more, which can be done in a very simple way that is easy for everyone, which is shaking, biodynamic meditation, shaking meditation. Mm -hmm. You stand, you plant your feet on the floor, like about hip width apart, and you just start bouncing your body. And you just start shaking your body, shaking it, trying to shake into every layer through the skin, through the muscles, through the bones, into the organs, shaking every part of the body and just allowing the body to be in this vibration and actually like kind of like, again, cooing this vibration out of you, cooing that energy, that anxiety, that emotion through you and allowing it to release through, making sound, allowing it to vibrate through the voice, mm -hmm. allowing yourself to just get like, really wild and again staying out of the mind the whole time and just allowing the body to do what it wants to do which is which is it wants to vibrate in this particular um this particular emotion and doing that for like five to seven minutes 
until you really feel like it's like it's moved through and then at the end of that I would lie back down on the floor and again just feel the space feel the energy moving through the body feel the openness feel the vibration still and continuing to breathe and open up space in the body and stay out of the mind mm -hmm. so that would be like a very kind of simple process but it would be quite effective <clears throat> but again it's going to be different for everyone it's like this is this is the process of finding what works for you finding how your body likes to process emotions finding like now for me i i know what process my body wants to go through depending on what emotion i'm feeling like if i'm feeling rage then i have to get on all four i have to like plant my palms into the earth and i just like like send the intensity of my rage and energy down into the earth like a fucking wild animal and it's like i've learned that that's how my body really wants to process rage um or for like sadness like i usually just kind of like like melt on the floor and roll around and like curl up in a little ball and like become really soft because that's what my body wants to do it wants the tenderness it wants to like be held in that in that sadness um so it's this beautiful like i love it it's like it's so fun <laughs> it's so fun to find it's like finding this new language the secret language with yourself it's like okay okay mind like i have this sadness like what should we do body and then it's like this communication between the mind and the body and 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 the spirits and it's like you just you you get into this little dance with yourself right it's like becoming this like really whole self-sustainable system of processing emotions and working with the mind working in harmony with the mind to kind of unravel everything that's moving through and come back to this place of just openness and surrender. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is this one is Tamara actually on this call? Is she on this call right now? I'm wondering um, if that was helpful. <laughs> I'm sure it was. She had submitted that question earlier. I'm sure it was. Cool. Um, awesome. And and we can always have questions submitted after and and see what we can do as well. Um, Dawn is here and she said, um, I agree, all emotional energy needs to move and what does not serve us needs to be released. Um, and yeah, just finding these ways to do that is, um, is just so valuable. I love the, the tremoring this, I like, cause animals tremor after trauma to move and release, but maybe part of like what you described, how we we're, we're not exactly taught to feel and to process with such immediacy after something happens um, and instead suppress that, yeah, we don't shake really. Um, and, and it's a beautiful way to do it. I've done some tremoring before and it's quite therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, is there anything else that you're interested in, in leaving in this space. I'm just, I'm so grateful for just the richness of this offering. It's so beautiful. Um, yeah, sure. I think like what I would love to do is just, is just um, have a moment to like 
possibly help you kind of feel what I'm talking about because it's like I'm saying all these words, 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 lots of words, but it's like until you actually embody it, until you actually try it, it's like it might not actually make sense what I'm saying. You're just like, okay, I understand intellectually, but like, how do I do that? So we'll just take like five minutes and um, I'll just guide you through a little sort of meditation and um, yeah, you won't need to see me. So of course, if you're just listening to this, then it should be fine. But just to give you a little bit of reference in the body. So wherever you are, go ahead and I think sitting is going to be the best right now. And just finding a comfortable place to sit and closing your eyes. So we'll just go through the first couple steps of this process. And the first one is just fully arriving. And so the way that we can fully arrive in what is real right now is by tuning into the body. So just doing a scan of the body, starting from the top of the head and seeing if you can relax and release any tension or holding. Starting at the scalp, the crown, releasing any squeezing in the scalp. Relaxing between the eyebrows and the forehead. Relaxing the temples. Releasing the jaw. Allowing the tongue to be soft. Relaxing the throat. Relaxing the shoulders all the way down the arms, out the ends of the fingers. And softening in the chest, softening the heart, relaxing the ribs, relaxing any squeezing in the belly, releasing the pelvis, and as much as you can, relaxing the muscles down the legs all the way out the ends of the toes. And feeling your connection to the earth. So wherever your body meets the ground or your chair, just tuning into that point of contact, feeling the softness or the hardness. If there's any heat or coolness, if you can sense any vibration at this meeting point. And actually feeling that the ground is coming up to meet you, that the ground is coming up and wrapping itself around you, just allowing you to surrender and soften into its support. And so we can use the earth to feel that sense of safety, of security, knowing that the ground is always there to support us. If we ever need to let go and surrender, we can always bring ourselves down to the earth, allow the earth to hold us and support us, find the safety there. And then from this place of relaxation, continuing to relax and release holding in the body, being supported by the earth, continuing to soften the body. We'll just take a moment to tune into the feeling body. So we'll start at the skin and just noticing any sensations on the skin. It could be the texture of the air as it hits your skin, any coolness or heat. Could be the texture of your clothes as they rest on your skin. 
Any little vibrations on the skin? Any buzzing? And then we'll move in one layer deeper into the muscles and seeing what you can sense in the muscles. There's a tightness, a looseness, a heaviness, a lightness, a buzzing, vibrating. And then going in one layer deeper and sensing into the bones. What can you feel in the bones? Is there a sense of stiffness or looseness, heaviness or lightness? Can you feel any vibrations in the bones? And then tuning into the heart. I'm just seeing if you can notice anything in the heart a pulsing, a beating, a tightness or a looseness, heaviness or lightness. And without judging it, just noticing, noticing what's alive there. And moving your attention down to the womb space or the hara. The hara is the space for creativity. And it rests where, on a woman, the womb rests. For a man, it's where the womb space is. This is the birthplace of our creativity, our sexuality, our inspiration. And just noticing what's alive there, if you can sense anything in the space. And then bringing your attention back up to the crown. Just seeing if you can sense anything on the crown. A lightness, heaviness, a vibration. And then opening up back to the whole body, including all of these different layers and just noticing generally what vibration is present in the body, what buzzing, what tingling. And again, without labeling it or judging it, just noticing, noticing it for the purity of vibration. And then we're going to come to the breath. And as we take a deep inhale through the nose, we're going to expand into these vibrations, feel them more, go deeper inside of them. And then as we exhale, releasing the breath through the mouth. And allowing that energy to flush through the body, sending it down into the earth. We'll do that a few times, breathing in, feeling more, allowing the vibrations to permeate into every part of the body welcoming and then breathing out relaxing releasing and sending that energy down into the earth breathing in feeling more welcoming whatever's there whatever sensations whatever vibrations and breathing out releasing relaxing just keep taking these deep breaths on your own and so already we're in this process of clearing the channels of allowing and welcoming space of allowing and welcoming whatever vibrations whatever energy is ready to move through the body And then continuing with these long breaths, continuing to be in the noticing of sensations, we're just gonna take our wrists and we're gonna shake them out. So shaking the wrists, 
shaking the fingers, allowing that vibration to go into the arms, seeing if you can allow them to vibrate up into the forearms, through the elbows, all the way up towards the shoulders, and keep taking long breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. So we also use the breath to clear space. Keep shaking, keep shaking the fingers, shake in all different directions, shake them above your head, shake them to the side. Bigger shakes, smaller shakes, faster, slower. Just really bring that vibration. You can shake into the shoulders and also just listening, allowing it to go where it wants to go, how it wants to shake, if it wants faster or slower or bigger which part of the arms it wants to vibrate through keep breathing let's do this for about 30 more seconds seeing where else it wants to go maybe it wants to go into your chest maybe it wants to go into your neck listening to the body and just allowing it to guide you where this this shake wants to go keep breathing we'll take one more deep breath in the shake And then breathing in, we're just going to open the arms wide, bring them into space, reaching side to side wide and just coming to stillness. Just opening the arms nice and wide as if you're going to go in and give someone a big hug and just feeling, feeling what's alive in the arms, the buzzing, the tingling, tingling through the hands, the palms of the hands, out the fingers. Maybe there's a fire, maybe there's a burning sense in your upper arms, your shoulders, feeling the aliveness on the skin, feeling the aliveness in the muscles, feeling the aliveness in the bones. I'm just welcoming the sensations. One more breath here. And then as you breathe out, you can just relax your arms back down to your knees. And staying in the feeling body again and just noticing what's alive now what new sensations are present, what new vibrations. Continuing to notice what's alive in the hands, the palms of the hands, the fingers. <clears throat> Is there a lightness? Is there a heat? Is there a tingling? And whatever's there, just continuing to breathe it in. And then breathe it out, continuing to send that energy down to the earth. Softening, opening. <clears throat> we'll take two more breaths here. Staying in this deep presence with your body, with the feeling body, noticing the vibrations, welcoming them into the space. And then from here, we're gonna practice bridging back into awareness of the external world. So keeping the eyes closed, maintaining this presence, this connection to the feeling body. So just starting to open up your awareness a little bit more. So hearing more sounds around you, feeling your room, your space around you. But all is maintaining this awareness to your energy body, to the feeling body. And so we can practice 
bridging between these two worlds, which is how we become embodied humans, how we live embodied lives is when we can maintain this deep connection to our internal experience, the energy body, the feeling body, and we can also be aware and interacting with the world around us. So continuing to bridge the staying aware of your feeling body and just starting to come back into your space more and more. When you're ready, you can open your eyes and take in the lights and the colors, and the shapes, always maintaining this connection to your vibration, to your energy, to your breath. And take your time. And so when we can hold on to this, this bridging, this connection between the internal and external, this is, this is what it means to be truly embodied. When I can be with my internal experience, my energy body, and I know how to bridge that into the external world. And again, this is how we manifest the abundance that we desire is when we can just be this clear channel of energy moving in and moving out and I know that whatever's moving through me this is the this is like the um this is the what nourishes what what's happening in the external world around me this is like what's feeding that flame of existence around me and so I can continue awakening and receiving the pleasure of these vibrations moving through me no matter what it is if it's that burning sensation in the muscles if it's the the butterflies and the vibrations and i can use that as fuel for bridging and manifesting into into the world around me reconnecting with myself and bridging bridging that experience mm -hmm. Thank you. That was fun. <laughs> wow. So again, that's just like a very like we didn't even get to anything like remotely dancing. But this is like this is kind of also my point is like embodied dance, embodied movement. It has nothing to do with like the way it looks like it, dance is everything like dance is the way we walk through life. Dance is the way we speak. Dance is the way we hold our body. It's like what the what what embodiment what embodied movement is it's it's just having intention and presence and using the body as as a tool in movement if it's that if it's shaking if it's really beautiful fluid movements it's like we can allow it to go wherever it wants to go and just be in that listening of the body where does it want to go does it want to go down to the chest does it want to go into the head does it want to go faster slower we can just keep relaxing into that trust of the body and and listening to it and allowing it to again be be the tool and to teach mm -hmm. teach us what we need to learn <laughs> yeah oh my goodness what a gift that was thank you so much for sharing that yeah thank you and where where can we find you should we wish to dabble more? <laughs> um, so there's a few different, like my um, Instagram. I, I can, like, I'm assuming I, I can put my like handles there later. So Instagram, um, I'm more present on Facebook. If you're a woman, I have a Facebook group that is exclusively for women who are wanting 
a global community of women who are interested in embodiment, who are like interested in diving into this work. I have a Facebook group where I have a lot of free content, and this is also where I do um, a lot of my talks and my lives. Um, so that's the best place. It's called Liberation Through Movement. Um, and yeah, that's 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 kind of like the best best place right now to find me <laughs> yeah that that liberation through movement I can speak because I'm I'm so grateful to be in it it is a powerful container and highly recommend to any any uh woman who is looking for for more of this beautiful work yeah well thank you and we'll we'll link um in this and we'll also link in the show notes for the audio podcast um, so we'll be able to find you. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking this time to, to share your magic. Um, just really, really appreciate the opportunity to sit with you and, and just to hear your story and to experience it right in the body. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for creating the space. It's such a beautiful, yeah, it's such a beautiful opportunity for us to come together. So Deep, deep gratitude to you, sister, for birthing this moment, for birthing this conversation and, and this global experience that we're having right now. So thank you. Such a gift. Thank you. I am so grateful to Mana for sharing such important information as we collectively move towards a more embodied way of being and for giving us permission to release our conditioning around emotion and to fully experience this life and the pleasure that it has to offer. If you identify as a woman, please make sure that you check out her Liberation Through Movement Facebook group. She offers so much value in this space. And please let me know how you are enjoying these episodes so far. Do you have someone you want to hear in this space? Or do you have a question that you are looking to have answered? Perhaps a topic you're looking to have explored? Please connect with me on social media. And make sure that you join the From the Hearth Collective on Facebook. All links are in the show notes. I am sending you so much love. And I will see you next week.